My name's Joe Walsh, Managing Director, Lapidico Limited. We're a vertically integrated lithium development company that's right on the cusp of a development decision this year for our phase one project, which will be coming into production 2025. Hello, Joe. Hello, Matt. Good to see you again. You can see, so you're over here, obviously, attending the various conferences at the moment. Like, there's the, the, you've got the, what do you got? One to one. Yes, we In Darba. Yes. And there was another battery one here as well, wasn't there? Yes, there was BMI's battery uh, BMI. World Tour Cape Town. A good one? Yeah, it's been really good. Uh, so this is probably the, the best one-to-one -one that we've seen in five or six years. Yeah, I'm getting that vibe. I think people are back here. They're, they're looking for investments, <clears throat> looking where to place, place their money. And we're going to talk about that with you. So why don't we do a little summary of um, exactly what happened in 2022? Because you got absolutely zero credit for anything you did in 2022. But you did some important stuff. Absolutely, we did. I think that we've really progressed the project, the business. Uh, we've undertaken, I think, a, a significant de-risking uh, mm -hmm. of the project. We completed front-end engineering and design for both the upstream uh, concentrator and the downstream mm -hmm. chemical plant. Yeah. And that, there's 18 months of work right there. Yeah. Uh, that body of work uh, completed in November. And it gave us updated capital cost estimates and delivery schedules right. for both plants. Okay, so you know you know where you stand, and that's important because in a in the backdrop um, of COVID and supply chain issues and energy energy change in you know, energy pricing out there, it's important to be up to date, know where you stand, because I think there's a lot of DFSs which are slightly out of date, just a little, just a little, um, and that's problematic because um, in terms of commercial partners, strategic partners, industry partners, they want to know where you stand, right? Absolutely, they do. And um, you know, all of our studies, all of the work that we've done over the last two years, those estimate, new estimates, also that demonstration plant that we ran last year as well, all of the results that came out of that mm. have been extensively due diligence now by Bad Bear Australia, a very credible group who's doing the technical due diligence for the US government's International Development Finance Corporation. Right. And one of the things that I thought was really telling is after reviewing all of our latest estimates, mm -hmm. they opined that for a project at our stage, which is very advanced, the contingency should be between five and 10%. We're 9.3, 9.4%, so at the upper end of that range. So I'm comfortable that there's a degree of conservatism in these numbers, yeah. and they are current. Okay, the other group of people you need to influence, financiers, right? So you're, you're looking, we've talked in the past about you know, multiple ways that you hope to finance this. The US, I think it seemed to be where you were leaning last time I spoke. Has anything changed there? We're very consistent in our approach here, Matt, that um, the US government's International Development Finance Corporation is mandated to be able to lend to mm -hmm. projects in developing countries. Namibia obviously fits in that category. We've been working with DFC now for over two years, uh, and it's an exhaustive comprehensive process. You know, you've got to jump through all sorts of hoops on the environmental, social side, technical, economic. We've been through all of that. Uh, beginning of this year, they've uh, appointed legal counsel, which puts us on the home straight. Why do you say that? Because I mean, obviously they're, they're still, still in the race. That's good news, comforting for your shareholders. Um, Appointing legal counsel does what for you? What's your expectation well, of that? So that, that that's doing the final uh, review of all documents, contracts, agreements, and okay. that stage doesn't start until 
you've got ticks in the boxes for environmental, social, right. technical, economic. Okay, so for all of that, now it's going, going to get. We're going to actually sign documents, and what's the expectation from them in terms of the amount of capital? If, if you get, if you get that yep. far, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, in the U in Namibia, the capex there is about 60, 63 million US dollars. Um, uh, we think uh, the indications are that um, DFC will be there for up to around 50-odd million, and they can actually lend that amount without going for board, their own board approval. So that kind of streamlines streamline that process. We forget this, don't we? It's, do you know what? We have had this conversation. I forgot. It's such a low capex project, and you're going for a really big chunk of non... Is it non-dilutive? What type of money is it? So, well, that's debt. That's so, that's, so that's pure debt. Right. Downstream in Abu Dhabi, the, the chemical plant's 200, just over 200 million. Right. And, and they're in for both projects? No. They okay. cannot lend to the UAE. It's a developed economy. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's focus on, on Namibia. So yes. it's 50, potentially mm -hmm. up to 50 million bucks of a $63 million CapEx project. You'll want to raise a little bit more money on top of that. Yep. Or OPEX, et cetera, and a bit, bit of running around money. Um, where's that going to come from? So I think that we've got the core debt piece sorted out. We're, taught, we've, we're in discussions with a number of different strategics. So I think that there's still good opportunity for some strategic money coming what, what in. What does that mean for you? So that would give us, I think, a group with great alignment of interests with our business model. Such as? Involvement in, in the, wanting to get involved in uh, the lithium space and involved in the um, uh, electric vehicle supply chain. Because you've already got Traxxas involved in, in the background as Correct. offtake. Yeah, we've got right. a binding offtake arrangement with them for the lithium. For, for how much of it again? So that's uh, all of the lithium for the first seven years. Right, okay, so a big, big chunk of this. And so your strategic partner would, would not get that, presumably, or would have to come to some arrangement if they wanted it. So don't forget Traxxas is a trading company. I, I know. So, so some sort of arrangement. Yes. So right. we, well, we've been working very closely with Traxxas for the last year mm. to place that material into the supply chain. Okay. So if they're, okay, they're trading anyway mm. and they don't want to mark it up, flip it on, it's fine. It makes sense. So, so again, I want to understand the types of companies you'd be talking to because we've spoken to a lot of, Battery metal companies are yep. talking about OEMs moving upstream, want to secure their supply, and, and we're talking hundreds of billions of dollars being you know, pushed that way, which is yep. new. Two yes. years ago, that didn't happen. It was a big deal. So for, for you, what type of conversations with what types of companies when you say strategic? So I'd push you on this one. Sure. No, that's good. There's a lot that's new. Um, and being in the UAE and Abu Dhabi, uh, we are seeing an enormous increase in interest in that part of the world. Mm -hmm. We're now literally in the last three or four months, we're seeing for the first time battery manufacturers, cathode manufacturers, mm. seriously looking at joint ventures within the UAE. Our lithium is going to be the only supplier in the region at this point in time. Mm. So, and it's a critical component of that supply chain. Um, and it's a very, I think it's an incredibly attractive place to be doing business. You can mm. develop within an industrial free zone where there's no corporate tax, no import export duty. Mm. It's got some of the world's most stable and affordable energy prices. And in this day and age, that's a, gr yeah. a great Gold bonus. Yeah. Um, and they're desperately trying to diversify that economy away from reliance on hydrocarbons. Yeah. And uh, developing an electric vehicle supply chain is a yeah. great hedge. 
<laughs> diversifying away from, I think it'll be a long time before that happens. But uh, they they want to add on things like hydrogen energy and you know, ba the, the bat Correct. battery um, supply chain is sort of something they want to play with for sure. And they've got a lot of capital there. So I understand the kind of US debt component. Mm -hmm. Great. Yep. A strategic partner, you sound like you're leaning towards the Middle East, and that's great too, because I think they're very keen on, not just the, the, the hydrogen side, but also nuclear as well, we're hearing. Yep. So it's fantastic, and they've got all the oil. Um, so it's quite nice. Would that same strategic partner be looking to um, get involved with the chemical plant in Abu Dhabi as well, then, right. presumably, given they're based there or thereabouts? Yeah? Right. Okay, so same groups. Absolutely, and we've also, um, uh, well advanced now in our discussions with more traditional commercial lenders. Right. And uh, local though. So we've, we're looking at uh, international lenders, largely European, who okay. are regularly uh, regular lenders into the material space, right. but also regional lenders in, uh, in the UAE. Because, I mean, one thing about debt in the UAE is pretty cheap if you can get it. Right, different types of structures over there, and again, depending on the strategic, you would do that at asset level for, for both, or would they be coming into headco? So um, both are on um, on the cards. So there is definitely interest in direct asset asset investment okay. in the chemical plant in the UAE, and also interest investment at headco. Right. So you okay. Well, I guess you'll let us know because you wouldn't necessarily need to own the plant. Then it would just you could you can do any sort of structure you want. So you're looking at all of the above. We will be the operator. Yes, the important bit is, is that we'll operator. be the operator. It's you know we we know the technologies. We're the best operator. Okay, fine. Okay, that's interesting. And uh, in terms of intellectual property, then that obviously that sits at a headco level. Right. You're still being 100 percent owner of that, right. which gives you options and potentially for licensing that. So if you remember, we've already done a license, one license deal. Yeah, but you, you've got to do more. That's how you make money. Well, <laughs> well, we can do more. But yeah. the, the, other, the other bigger picture piece in, in all of this, and we've already started to um, uh, discuss openly phase two, mm -hmm. um, we're now appointing a site selection, selection agent right. to evaluate potential locations for phase two chemical plant in the US. Right. We have our That's own okay. internal capability to evaluate Namibia and the UAE for a phase two. Okay. So the pre-feasibility study will consider those okay. three That's what jurisdictions. At. I just wanted to understand kind of potential revenue streams. You've got to keep telling this growth story, right? Yeah. So you, you, I know you're keeping it simple saying it's phase one, we'll focus on that, get that over yeah. there, and then we'll get moved to phase two. It make, makes total sense because all of the above needs to be financed yeah. and you want cheaper and cheaper access yeah. to capital, presumably. Okay, so can we, can we talk about the, um, the, the UAE, that kind of ecosystem? Is it something that is a free port zone? Yes, it is. So the, um, the Kezad Industrial Park is 50 oh, okay. square kilometers mm -hmm. and there is a free zone within that and that's where we're building our plant. Okay, so that, that that's quite, must be quite uh, appealing to strategics, yep. for sure, for sure. Okay, um, and we're looking at the. Can we just go a bit macro here? Sure. You, you talked about you know redoing your numbers, and you've got to get a better sense of the economics there. It was a brutal year last year for everyone. Prices went up across the board, but you know where you, you know where you're at. Hopefully, some of those prices coming coming down, you'll, you'll be the beneficiary um, of that this year. We we hope, but. Um, What's, what's your take in terms of the lithium pricing? Because it's done, it's done you a lot of favors, yep. right? 
terms of what the economics look like for you. Can, is this sustainable? Can this keep going? So we have seen uh, over the last couple of months, prices have plateaued and started to, to pull back somewhat. Almost all commentators have prices pulling back over the course of this, this decade right. to uh, anywhere in the low 20s to the high 20s. Some of them are now into sort of $30,000, $32,000 a tonne long term. Mm -hmm. um, the, if you look at the, most of the projections for supply and demand, mm -hmm. There is just this growing deficit as we get into the latter part of this decade, and it's becoming enormous. How, how can that be? Because you've got lots of the American, certainly on the DLE side, um, we're talking about they can supply the whole world's needs. So there's going to be so much coming through, isn't there? So I think a few of these do need to get past the um, pre-feasibility study stage. And, and the, the key is to be getting these projects past DFS, through front-end engineering and design, there's an enormous amount of de-risking that needs to be done here. And remember, our project is around 5,000 tonnes. Yeah. We've scaled it there to manage risk for our first project. You know, we've already seen a lot. Uh, all of these larger projects take considerable amount of time to commission and ramp up. And when you look at the um, demand trajectory, it's like this. If you get then a delay of six months or 12 months on the supply side, yeah. Yeah. a gap appears very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, I, I really do think that we are going to see that projects are tending to get bigger and bigger. And that puts you further up that risk scale curve. Well, there's, there's two things about lithium. It's the kind of ex-China component. Yep. Right, and then this kind of the risk profile. Like, not all developers will get into production, whatever they say, whatever they put in front of you. Um, so that that kind of bodes well. So does it does it become? It's not quite a first mover advantage, but do you know what I mean? If you some in the leading pack, as it were, to get into production, that's is that what you're aiming for, or is it a case? How do you time it differently? How, how do you time this market? I think you just have to run as hard as you can and push as, as, right. as hard as you can. Well, and we're exactly doing that. Right. Um, well, I think that, I, I don't think we hope for the best. Um, yeah, I firmly believe in the fundamentals here and that we are seeing this very dramatic growth in demand. Mm -hmm. And I think we all know how difficult the, the minerals industry is and chemicals industry to bring new projects on and um, it's invariably takes longer. Mm. We're fully permitted. How many projects are, are still trying to get over that hurdle? Yeah. Um, and I think that there's now an awful lot of impetus yeah. to, to, uh, to get over those hurdles, particularly in the US. Um, but there's, those are still hurdles to be got over. So how do you move from being valued with multiples that miners attract to being valued with the multiples that chemical engineering companies get? Because it's it's a very, very different environment. So tell us where you think you are now in, in, in that journey and you know when you think you could get to a point where perhaps you're viewed differently. It's a very good question, Matt. And I think we are still being uh, valued as a developer. Mm -hmm. And the last piece of the puzzle for us, because we've got most of those pieces already in place now, mm -hmm. is to get visibility on the financing. 
And uh, I think there's plenty of um, uh, references out there that would suggest once there's once there's some granularity around that piece, so long as there aren't other obstacles like permitting, etc., which we've right. we've already addressed, then there should be a rewrite. Okay, so, so it's, I mean, we're going to go slightly over old ground here, but um, with the US uh, option, for example, you're you're at they've appointed legal counsel, so it's significantly advanced, and so the timing on hearing something from them, I know it's government, so it's who knows, but. Give us a sense, is it this year? Oh, absolutely. Okay, is it this half? We're pushing on that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I know stuff, I know stuff, okay. So there's that bit of it, and then there's the Abu Dhabi bit, which is a, big, a bigger ticket size, mm. but given the sorts of monies that are available there and given the intent that they have to get into this space, possibly even be you know, world thought leaders, world leaders in that space, those sorts of conversations are they going to conclude this year? Oh, absolutely! Like these things are tracking in parallel, right? Okay. And so, like I see them really, um, the DFC piece, the commercial lender piece, the strategic piece, really coming together. Okay, so that delivering well, I know they're very different projects, but you would. Where's the where's the because you've got to look at the same like you've been building businesses. They've got to get into production. They've got to produce product, hydroxide or whatever it is that you you, you want you want to sell. Um, and you've got to generate cash. Remember that old-fashioned thing? Yes. Money. What, where are we looking to this point? Where's this point in time that we're looking to? 2025. Okay. So we're... Not too far. No, no, no. It's, it's not. And you know, we've now got the control schedule from completion of front-end engineering and, uh, and design last year. Right. So we've got, I think, a very good handle on what the schedule looks like to be it for the this implementation phase mm. for the project. Okay. So we're we're looking at mid twenty twenty five for that. Isn't it interesting? And I know you've kind of got season by product, etc. But but we've, people stop talking to you about um, the technical challenges. People are talking to you about revenue generation and talking about money. That's quite nice, isn't it? It is, and these days, invariably woven into that yeah. is a discussion on environmental and social. Yeah, but that's kind of beyond. Yeah, well, well, in terms of what incorporating it into your flow sheet or incorporating it into the it's, process, it has to be part of the business model, right? And okay. you know, part of any discussion with lenders, invest strategic investors is what what are those environmental and social credentials look like? What are those exposures? And you know, I think our business can demonstrate that we've got exceptional credentials in that regard. Mm. And the jurisdictions in which we're operating support that. Mm -hmm. you know, the, the UAE, particularly Abu Dhabi, is very aggressive in developing commercial green hydrogen, for example. Mm. That will take our greenhouse gas emissions from maybe 25% lower than a typical integrated spodumene project to down to probably best in industry, down yeah. around three tonnes per tonne. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a kind of. I think there was um, ESG had a good run for two years. Mm. You know, funds rebranding re themselves ESG, and I think that shines come off a bit in terms of you know how investors look at the company. You're going. This is essential. You don't go ahead without this stuff. You know, you don't get an investment without this sort of stuff. Appreciate that it's about making money, but if we don't deliver on all these factors, that's a what's well, a massive barrier to delivery. So, how do you? How, and you say it's important, but I'm, I'm I'm also cognizant of the fact that most managers are show me the money, 
Yes. And, and get get on with that side of stuff now and stop talking about ESG. How do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be talking about the money that I really am and and cash flow. Um, and that's that has always been the business strategy is to get to free cash flow generation mm. as rapidly as possible. And I think that we've we've been on quite a journey. Mm. Um, and now that is actually on the horizon. Okay, well, I look forward to hearing more from you this year. Feels okay. close, right? It does feel close. Thanks a lot, Matt.